Stand Firm Ministries, Biblical Truth, taught by Dr. Shane Perez. Last week, the title of the message was Pledge Your Allegiance. Sort of building on that. Today, the title of this sermon is Pledge Your Allegiance, Display Your Allegiance. We're going to be looking at Acts chapter 4 today. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 20. Acts chapter 4, verses 1 through 20. It is a passage I probably have preached out of a, a number of times. But I feel like it is a passage that is very relevant to our day and age and the times that we live in. It's a passage where it shows... To a God's people taking a stand and not backing down. And I think we need to hear that story over and over again to inspire and motivate us to do the same. Acts chapter 4 verses 1 through 20. Starting in verse 1. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed, and the number of men grew to about 5,000. The next day, the rulers, elders, and teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. And as the high priest was there, and so was Caiaphas, John, Alexander, the other men of the high priest's family, they had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power or what name do you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a cripple and are asked how he was healed, then know this. You and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom they crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. He is a stone you builders rejected, which has become the capstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and then conferred together. What are we going to do with these men, they asked. Everybody living in Jerusalem knows they have done an outstanding miracle, and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn these men to speak no longer to anyone in, his, in this name. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. For we cannot help speaking about what we have seen 
and her. Just three quick points I'd like to make right off the bat here is number one, they had pledged their allegiance to God. They'd been followers of Jesus Christ and they had made a conscious decision to follow Jesus no matter what. They committed to it. And they committed to the point where they were not going to turn back. Following Jesus takes a commitment. And it starts with a commitment. I think so many times we think, well, when the time comes, then I'll take a stand for Jesus Christ. No, the time to make a commitment is now. You make a commitment before the challenges come. They had already pledged their allegiance. And what they were doing is they were living out their allegiance. As pledging their allegiance to Jesus Christ, now they were living out their allegiance by sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. They were preaching to these people and preaching to these people and preaching to these people. And they were even healing people. They were living out what they said they had pledged themselves to. I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. This is what it looks like to follow Jesus Christ. You see it in the everyday life and decisions you make. It's amazing how we make so many decisions and, and I guess even some of the most important ones we make without considering what God really wants us to do. We analyze the situation and we assume, okay, well, this is a better opportunity. We decide ourselves whether it's a better opportunity or whether we want to do this or that. And we fail to communicate to Jesus Christ and ask him. I think about the disciples is that they had pledged their allegiance and they were living it out. They were doing exactly what Jesus told them to do. Go and spread the good news. Now, they could have come up with excuses. They could have said, well, that's not their spiritual gift. They could have said, that's not their calling. They're not, I'm, I'm an introvert. I'm not an extrovert. I can't, I don't feel comfortable going out and talking to others. I don't feel comfortable setting up maybe a little platform out in the middle of uh, just a, a, a multitude and just start preaching God's word. That's not me. That's not who I am. But it's amazing how everyone, the disciples, just did what Jesus wanted them to do. They lived out their allegiance. Then they also displayed their allegiance. When the time came, when the ultimatum was given to them, they had to make a choice. They had pledged to Jesus Christ. They were living out their allegiance that they had pledged to Jesus Christ. But now, they were getting an ultimatum. It was going to cost them. How committed were they to Jesus? Now, they didn't know what the outcome was. What the outcome ended up being is that they were able to, to escape sort of this time. Not necessarily escape, but they were able to get out of prison this time. But they didn't stop. They kept preaching. They kept living out their allegiance. And they kept displaying their allegiance. And eventually it did not end well for them. 
And they were okay with that. I think we are at a time in our country, a time in our lives when we need to make sure we have pledged everything to Jesus Christ. We need to be living out that pledge in our everyday life, in our everyday decisions. But I think now we're getting to the point where we need to make sure and display our allegiance and who we stand for. I feel like society is sort of forcing us, and we're going along with it, to be closet Christians. They said we can be Christians as long as we don't display our faith anywhere. Kids can pray at public schools as long as nobody sees them. Teacher can be a Christian as long as they don't talk about it and have a Bible on their desk. Closet Christianity. Let me go down a different avenue briefly. I want to talk about flags. You know, flags represent things. They can represent a variety of things. They can represent countries, cultures, beliefs, and even ideas. And what is custom throughout the world and really through all time is people would, would have flags that represent their beliefs. I'm going to show you some flags and see how they Make you understand how they represent beliefs because I'll show you a flag and you can tell me sort of what it stands for. I'll show you flags and you say, well, I don't like that flag. I do like that flag or so forth. We'll start with an easy one. Flags mean things. If you don't think so, put one of these flags up somewhere. So what kind of reaction you get? There's a lot of different flags. Celebrations and parties and, and uh, parades. People fly flags representing their beliefs, their ideas. We've seen all sorts of flags have been flying lately. Some of them at our schools, some at our, our workplaces. You know, the United States has embassies all over the world. And what we do is we make statements by flying flags at our embassies, making sure the whole world knows what we stand for. This is our embassy in South Korea. These are some flags that we have flown. Here's our embassy in Russia. Flags that we have flown. And they mean things. In fact, the flag that we flew in Russia, we even got a response from the president of Russia or dictator of Russia, whichever way you want to refer to him, because flags mean things. And they stir emotions in, in people and they stir reactions in people. Some people don't like them. Here's another one of our U.S. embassies flying a flag. And you see that uh, there's a, a talk show host, Candace Owens. She didn't like it. She come out against it. Because flags mean things. And sometimes we don't like their meaning. There's a guy who put up a, an ISIS flag outside of his house. Got a lot of reaction. 
when confronted with it, he said, well, I didn't know. So I've converted to Islam, and I wasn't even sure what it said, and I thought it was just a, a Muslim flag, so I just put it up. He took it down. Because of the reaction, because flags mean things. They represent ideas. We've seen this in our lifetime. I grew up in North Carolina. I don't know about Texas, but we had the Confederate flag all over the place. Not anymore. Flags are being taken down. Other flags are being raised up. And we see even on our college campuses, there's a move to take down flags, even the American flag. Because people look at it as having ideas that they don't support or stands for things they don't support. Well, the Christian flag is not as empty either. There's been a couple of instances where uh, there's been an outcry to take down the Christian flag because people didn't like what it stood for. Most of the time they, they are taken down, but here's, I'll give you a video of one example where the Christian flag was able to fly. Hear argument first this morning in case number 20, 1800, Shirtlift versus Boston, Massachusetts. Mr. Staver. Mr. Chief Justice, and may it please the court. After 12 years with 284 flag raising approvals, no denials, and usually no review, one word caught the attention of a Boston official the word Christian on the application. The flag itself was not the problem. Had it been called anything but Christian, the same flag would have flown for an hour without incident. When I got the rejection email from the city back in September 17, it said in the rejection letter that uh, separation of church and state, First Amendment. And I said, nah, you got a wrong perspective on that. So I knew we had a case right then and there. Liberty Council took this case because it was obviously a discrimination on the basis of religious viewpoint. The policy in the city of Boston said that the flagpoles included a public forum that was open to all applicants. That's pretty simple. And we found out that over the previous 12 years, 284 applications were submitted, none denied. And so we thought there should be the opportunity for Cal's shirtless camp constitutions, Christian flag to fly to celebrate the Constitution. But obviously we were wrong. The city of Boston accepted every viewpoint here in this public forum and on its flagpole except the Christian or religious viewpoint.
the principle is simple. The city doesn't have to open up its flagpole to anyone. But if the city decides to open up the flagpole to some people, and it certainly did that here with 284 requests and 284 approvals, then the city cannot start to pick and choose, well, we're going to have some people with some beliefs allowed to, to raise their flags, but not other people and other beliefs that we don't necessarily agree with. And so this wasn't about state endorsement of the church. This was about people of faith having an equal voice and an equal access to a government forum that had been opened up already to the community at large. We knew we were going to win this case. Uh, I looked at it as God's hand was in this the whole time. We have God-given rights under the Constitution. The Constitution doesn't give us rights. God gives us the rights. The Constitution protects those rights. But if we're not vigilant about those rights, we're going to lose them. So if we are to remain a free nation and a free country, religious freedom needs to remain at the top of the freedoms that we jealously safeguard and guarantee for all Americans. Free speech and other liberties are worth fighting for, and sometimes there's disappointments along the way, there's temporary losses. You have to continue for the long term, and that's what we did. We lost twice at the district court, lost twice three to zero at the Federal Court of Appeals, and won unanimously nine to zero at the United States Supreme Court. Liberty Council, I have to give them all the credit because they're congratulating me for the 9-0 victory, but they did like 99.9% .9 of the work. They were just determined to win this case, and uh, they knew when they took the case that it was winnable, and we did too. So it's good to see something like that where there's been what we consider a victory. But it won't last. It won't last as uh, I debated. There's a couple of uh, videos I had that were showing that story. The other one was sort of a news report from, I think, CBS or something like that. And at the end of their report, they said, well, the city of Boston is now thinking about is not letting anybody fly any flags. All those requests for all those years, and they never had any issue with any other flag. That even includes flags of communist countries and other things like that. The thing, it just doesn't even make sense. And then one application for a Christian flag, the only one they ever denied. Because it was Christian. And they went to the courts. Did you pay attention to that? All the courts ruled in the favor of Boston until it went to the Supreme Court. It was like, well, that's the only court that matters. Well, that's the most important court is what you may think. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but the Supreme Court can change. Decisions can change. We've seen that in our favor with Roe versus Wade. That was a good change. But it can change the other way as well.
Don't put your faith and don't put your confidence in our court system. Don't put your faith and confidence in, in man or any politician or any government leader. You put your faith and you put your trust in God. Trying to remember exactly when it was. For some reason, I thought it was maybe it was last Easter or, or sometime. It was around a holiday, and and um, you know you see flags everywhere. You see the the pride flag. You saw the Black Lives Matter flags. You see these flags all over the place, and even the uh, I think KSBJ they were giving away like crosses that you put in your yard. And one of the thoughts I had is like, it would be neat if Christians had something that we could put somewhere for other people to see, just like everybody else is doing, to let everybody know what we stand for and what we believe. And I talked to my wife a little bit about it. We said, well, the obvious thing would be a cross. But how does that work? The cross is all different forms of crosses, all different uh, decorations of crosses and and so forth, and it's like, well, I'm not sure what that would look like. But then for Christmas, I was driving up to Julie's parents on Monday, the day, I guess the day after Christmas, and we were driving, and guess what I saw? Outside of somebody's house, the Christian flag. And in about two seconds, it hit me. That's it. We already got a flag. We already got a symbol. And the crazy thing about it is, I think one of the reasons why I didn't think of it before is because we hardly ever see the Christian flag. When I was growing up, I feel like the only time that I saw it or where I remember it the most was in vacation Bible school. We have it at our school. We say the pledge to it every morning. And I still just totally didn't get it. Went over my head. But I feel like it's time for Christians to make a stand. And honestly, I think it's time for us to start a movement. Because one thing that a flag will do, especially a Christian flag, it will let people know where you stand. You have pledged your allegiance to Jesus Christ. Now display your allegiance. Let the world see your allegiance. Or at least those that maybe drive by your house. Or if you've got a workplace, I was going to even look it up. Is it legal to put a Christian flag in your workplace? I think a lot of us will be scared to even do that. I think we need to start a movement. Start a movement where Christians stand boldly for Jesus Christ and they let the world see it. Because one thing that does is that it brings comfort and boldness to other people. We stopped at verse 20 in chapter 4. But if you read a little bit more, They went back and they told their disciples what happened to them. 
Or they told the other believers what happened to them. Hey, we got arrested. And they told us to be quiet and don't preach Jesus anymore. And we told them. We said, how can we not? We're not going to obey you rather than God. We're going to obey God. We have to preach Jesus. And then they were threatened and then they were released. And they get back and they tell the other disciples. And the other disciples had a couple options. They could have acted scared. Oh no, I've got to watch out. I don't want to be arrested. But that's not the way they reacted. They celebrated with joy and they were filled with boldness. One of the reasons why we display flags is we let other people know where we stand, but it also brings comfort to other people that stand with us. It lets them know that they are not alone. You know, according to the stats, the Christians are the silent majority in America. The number of Christians are declining. The number of churches are declining. The number of people that even say they believe in God is declining at an astonishing rate. But still, the majority of people claim, profess to be Christians. Yet when you walk around and you see all these other flags and you, you watch the news and you hear everything that's going on, you feel like you're the only one. You feel like there's not many Christians out there. Most of y'all remember after 9-11. After 9-11, it was a day or two afterwards and I had a thought. You know what, honey? Was, I think I was living in an apartment at the time. I hadn't been married too long. I had a thought, you know what? We need to get him. I want to go get an American flag and display it. Just after 9-11, you just felt a sense of patriotism. So we decided to go to the store. And guess what? You couldn't find one. It's like, well, there wasn't one at that store. Go to a different store and try to... Maybe, maybe we even looked online. We couldn't find an American flag anywhere. Why? Because everybody had bought them up. And there were so many homes that were displaying the American flag. Because they wanted to show support to our country. They were proud of their country. My vision is that we would see the same thing with the Christian flag. Drive around here, drive around Beach City, drive around Mount Bellevue, drive around Baytown. Tell me who's displaying a Christian flag. Do you know what we don't have on our flagpole outside? We don't have a Christian flag. We're going to change that. I encourage you to come next Sunday. We're going to have a special service where we are going to uh, raise a Christian flag. But wouldn't it be neat? You drive around now, you may not see a lot of Christian flags everywhere. But wouldn't it be neat in a month, two months, six months from now, you start driving around then you start seeing a Christian flag. Maybe it's somebody in your neighborhood. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's some stranger as you're just driving down the road. Wouldn't that be neat to see? Now, I do warn you, one thing about 
taking a stand for Jesus Christ. We say we see that in the passage here with Peter and John. There can be consequences. And it's okay. You taking a stand, you displaying your allegiance to Jesus Christ is more important than what anybody could do to you or your home or even to a flag. Showed you a couple of days or a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, Sean Foyt on New Year's, what happened to the church that he was going to preach at? Persecution is happening to Christians in America. You need not be scared of persecution. What you need to be is probably a little concerned on why we're not being persecuted. Why, why isn't anybody graffiti in our church? Is it because we're not taking a stand? Is it because we're not making a difference? Is it because our voice isn't loud enough? Christianity can be offensive. But we have to decide what are we going to stand for? Are we going to pledge our allegiance? Are you going to pledge your allegiance to Jesus Christ? And we talked a lot about that last week. You make a commitment and you stay with it no matter what. And are you living out that allegiance? In the big things, in the little things, in your everyday life, are you living out your allegiance to Jesus Christ? And there are ways to display your allegiance. One day you may have to take a stand. One day you may be given the ultimatum. Be quiet or you will be arrested. But until that day comes, we can at least put up a flag and let people know where we stand. I would love for our church to start a movement. I'm not going to limit God. It could be a worldwide movement. could be a Texas movement. Or it could be just a Beach City, Mount Bellevue movement. But we can start a movement. A movement by standing up for our faith. Okay, so if I'm going to challenge you to do that, if I'm going to challenge you to hang up a Christian flag, guess what I also probably need to do? Help you out a little bit. So today, what we want to do is give you a Christian flag. And in fact, if we want to start a movement, we want to make it open to give anybody a Christian flag. Anybody in Beach City, anybody in Mount Bellevue, anybody in Baytown, you know what? Anywhere in Texas, anywhere in the world. We bought a hundred Christian flags. We want to give them all out. But we also want to start a movement. So what we're asking people, if you can, hang your flag, display your flag, then send us a picture of it and let us put it on social media. 
The only thing I ask is that maybe we have the, the state or city where you're from. So we can post all, maybe even on our church website, we can post all the ones from the Beach City, Mount Bellevue area. Maybe we'll have people from around the world sending us pictures of where they're posting the Christian flag. It's time to take a stand. It's time to start a movement. It's time to display our allegiance. People have got to know what we stand for. And we've got to be willing to do it. So join me in that. Next week, I don't think we're going to have it this week, but next week we'll have some uh, flyers that you can hand out to other people. So that if anybody is interested in receiving a Christian flag, they can email us, they can text us, and give us an address, and we will mail them a Christian flag. They don't have to pay for anything. If somebody from Russia contacts us and wants a Christian flag, we will pay the shipping to Russia, to China, to Old River. Let's start something. Let it start with us. Let's display really what we believe. It's just a small thing to do, but it can have such an impact. It can be very important. I like this picture. When I see churches like this, it always makes me think of our church. I'm going to play a song. It's... uh, I think my voice just lasted long enough. It's entitled, Jesus Have It All. I want everybody to display a Christian flag, but I want you not just to do it, just to do it. I want you to do it because you mean it. That you're willing to give Jesus everything. You pledge your allegiance to Jesus. You're trying your best to live out your allegiance to Jesus. And you're proud to display your allegiance regardless of what the consequences are. Listen and let God speak to you. Trouble comes calling for me. Will I live the way I believe when I'm backed up against the wall? What kind of heart do I have in my chest? Does it beat for my Savior or just for my flesh? What will I do in the moment that everything falls? I'm gonna stand in a world that's breaking sin for a truth
choose the second that everything falls. I'm gonna stand in a world that's breaking sin for a truth unchanging. I'm not ashamed. I've considered the cost. I'll be right at the foot of the cross and stand. Are you willing to give Jesus everything? Are you willing to give Jesus your all? He has gave it all to you, but are you willing to give it back for him? Dr. Shane Perez hopes this lesson encourages you and equips you to minister to others with your walk as a Christian. We would love to hear from you. Drop us an email at standfirmministries at yahoo.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Shane Press with Stand Firm Ministries. With so many people flying flags today to express movements that they support, I believe that we as Christians need to express what our own allegiance is to. With that in mind, Stand Firm Ministries is encouraging Christians to display the Christian flag as a symbol of our faith and hope in Jesus Christ. We're providing free 3x5 Christian flags to anyone who would like to join us as we pledge our allegiance to Christ and display our allegiance in our communities. To receive a free flag, simply message us on Facebook or email us at standfirmministries at yahoo.com. We will be honored to send a flag to you, and we would like for this to be a movement, so if you are able to, after you receive your flag, hang it up for others to see, then take a picture and send it to us. We will post it on our social media platforms and use that to encourage others to pledge their allegiance to Jesus Christ and then display their allegiance by flying a Christian flag. Thank you for joining us for this movement. God bless you and your family.